How many steps do you take before you have foot pain? Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and the truth is, the battle between our feet and the concrete or asphalt usually winds up with our feet losing. Studies show that about 75% of people will experience some kind of foot pain by middle age. I found that out a number of years ago with plantar fasciitis, and I tried to remedy it with shoes and drugstore cushions that didn't work. Finally, I went to the Good Feet Store, was personally fitted for arch supports, and I loved them so much, I bought the store. Without a plan to protect and support your feet, it is likely you could one day be one of the millions living with chronic foot pain. Don't wait until pain demands that you visit us. Stop by the Good Feet Store today and let one of our trained arch support specialists fit you with your personal system of arch supports. The Good Feet Store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord will reveal to the nations His glory. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On his journey to Jerusalem, Jesus passed along the borders of Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. Keeping their distance, they raised their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he responded, Go and show yourselves to the priests. On their way, they were healed. One of them realizing that he had been cured, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself on his face at the feet of Jesus and spoke his praises. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus took the occasion to say, Were not all ten made whole? Where are the other nine? Was there no one but this Samaritan to return to give God thanks? He said to the man, Stand up and go your way. Your faith has been your salvation. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Chatting right before Mass, um, I don't know who it was, said, um, but of course Vince had to be my backup. Somebody said, oh, I bet he has a lot of stories, meaning me. And Vince says, oh, he has a lot of stories. I have a lot of stories. First story is the vestment. This reading today brings back an experience of my Holy Land trip. I was recently in the Holy Land on a pilgrimage that I, that I led as the chaplain, and it was a, an extraordinary experience to be in the steps of Jesus, to be at the tomb, to be at the place of Golgotha, the, 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 the place of his birth, the place of his, his incarnation when in Mary's house, when the angel uh, greeted Mary. Wonderful experience. And I said when I left there, my reading the scriptures will never be the same again. Because when I think of the Galilee, and when I think of the Sea of Tiberias, and I think of, of the Jordan River, I was in all of them. And I will remember them. I will remember floating on the Sea of Galilee in the beautiful fisherman's boat that they call it. 
So this reading today is, again, a very personal one for me. And I brought this vestment because on the trip, the group that we traveled with determined that that would be a gift that they would give me. And it represents the cross of Jerusalem, they call it. It was the Crusader cross. The cross represents God reaching out to all people and the four crosses, the four evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So when I wear this, I think of the pilgrimage, I think of the Holy Land, and the people who, who were with me on that pilgrimage, and all of us. The Jordan River, very important. Okay, who is Naaman? The, the scriptures today starts in, in two kings, and it talks about uh, Elisha, the, Elijah the prophet, and Naaman, the, 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 he was a general. You need the background story because here it says Naaman went down and plunged himself in the waters. But what was the story? The story was that Naaman had leprosy. That's what we call today, we call Hansen disease. It's not a beautiful illness. Remember Father Damien from Hawaii, he died of that. Of course, there were leper colonies there in Hawaii at that point. And there are lepers throughout the world that are being treated medically. But then they were, they were prohibited from going near people. They were ugly. They were looked upon as evil because they were unclean. They would wear a bell around their necks to go through the streets. And if people were coming in their area, they would have to shout, unclean, unclean, I'm a leper. So people would not go near them and take a route around them. So when Jesus meets the lepers, he doesn't go running away, nor do the lepers run away. They ask him for mercy. So the story of, of, of Naaman goes back. So Naaman is a general in a Syrian army, the enemy. And he has leprosy, and all of his doctors are not able to cure him. So the, the wife has a servant, and the servant is an Israelite, a Jewish girl. And the servant says, you know, tell your husband to go to the prophet Elijah. He'll do something. He's God's prophet. He's, he's a holy man. And Naaman gets upset. Hey, don't I have good doctors here? Don't I have good prophets? One of mine can't do it? And obviously the answer was no. Now I'm telling the story, but I want all of us as we're hearing it to apply it to ourselves. How does this work in my life? Sometimes I have to run to a different church, non-Catholic church, because I'm not being fed at my church. Well, God comes to us, and it's up to us to find him at the proper place, in the proper location. So, Naaman goes to Elijah and says, Elijah, I heard you have uh, good powers. I want to be healed of leprosy. So, he doesn't even allow him to come near him. He says, go wash yourself in the, in the rivers of the Jordan. He says, hey, I got rivers in Syria. I don't have to come here to be washed. And he, he yells, he gets angry at Elijah. So, Elijah sits back. Naaman says, okay, I'll do it. And he goes into the waters, and he, he comes out, and his flesh is, as they say, as clear as a baby's flesh. He's healed. So he reaches in his pockets or in, in his mules for money. He says, let me give you something for, for the cure. And Elijah says, no, 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 you can't pay for this. It's because it's a faith thing. That's for us. It's a faith thing going on here. You can't, you can't pay enough for the healing. So he says, as an alternative, there's a polytheistic culture, a culture that, that venerates many, many gods and goddesses. And he says, okay, then let me take some dirt from the Holy Land, 
from Israel, he doesn't say the Holy Land, and I'll take it back to my country. So then when I worship, when I kneel down and I worship my God, it will be your God that I'm worshiping, the God of Israel. So now we have a conversion going on. A man whose eyes were opened by God, who wanted to do something in a very tangible and, and politically correct way, pay him off, but God takes over. And he starts worshiping God, not a God, God. That's the story of Naaman. But the healing is important. So when we go to Jesus, we hear that he heals ten, they all run away. What does he say? He says, go to the priest. Before they even come up to you, go to the priest and show yourselves. Well, because the priest was the definitive last word. If you had a blotch on your skin, if you were, some, if you were ill in any way, you weren't allowed to mix with the community. You were outsiders. Think of that. How many of us who are Catholic, who practice the faith, consider others outsiders, who don't want to mingle with them, who don't want to mix with them? That's what lepers are all about. And sometimes we in our own society treat our neighbors, our sisters and brothers, and our own towns as lepers. They go. One is healed on the way before he gets to the priest. Because the priest would be the one who would allow him back into the community. He comes running back to Jesus, falls on his face, and praises God, thanking Jesus for it. And Jesus looks around. What's interesting, this gospel is also the gospel we use on Thanksgiving Day. If you come to Mass on Thanksgiving Day, that's the gospel you hear. And he says, weren't ten made clean? Why, 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 why is only this one here? This one who comes back, this one who was a leper, this one who was an outsider and a Samaritan, a negative force, an enemy to the Jewish people. See what Jesus is doing here? Jesus is reaching out. He doesn't look at the history, doesn't look at their ethnicity, he doesn't look at their background. He looks at each one in need and he heals them. You people as Fidelians do that. I'm sure you don't always know all the children that you are contributing to heal and, and to, to supply uh, the camp or the, the pool and, and the, the, the joy of, of the seasons, at Easter and Christmas and, and the summer. Sometimes you don't even know them. But you're doing God's work. You weren't founded necessarily on a religious doctrine. You were founded on a humanitarian doctrine, but that's pretty close because Jesus is full God and full man. So when you reach out to your sister and brother, you're reaching out to Jesus. It doesn't matter what his or her ethnicity or religion is. So Jesus looks around. Where are the other 12? They're gone. And the bottom line of the story is we don't really know if they were completely healed. Because only one came back proven to be healed. Jesus is talking to us. How do we reach out to one another? Are we blind do we allow the prejudices that we have to blind us to society and society's needs? We only do it for ourselves. Naaman was in, in, in for it for himself. He was going to pay Jesus, or excuse me, pay the prophet. The prophet says no. He didn't say, charity is charity. And it's up to all of us to do charity, to do kindness, to be decent to one another. It's not only up to me, the Jew, or you, the Samaritan, it's up to all of us. And now we, Jesus is talking to us. He looks around. Only one came back. I healed all of you. 
The word for healing and the word for salvation are very close etymologically. So when you hear healed and salvation, they're the same thing. So Jesus heals us, and that gives us our salvation. That, that's what saves us. Sometimes we don't have physical deformities, but a lot of us have internal deformities. Prejudice, anger, hate, greed. They are the, 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 the formulas of leprosy that we bring before the Lord and ask him to heal out of our lives. But we've got to do it too. We've got to be like that one who came back, not the, 12, the nine that ran off, the one who came back. He took responsibility. You healed me, I'm here to say thank you. He took responsibility. Jesus is asking us to take the same kind of responsibility. When we have, we have the experience of being healed, we have the experience of being well-fed and comfortable in our lives, do we thank God? Or is it all me? Is it all, I did it for myself. I worked my way up the ladder. I own this house. I own that property. Or, or do we say, God, thank you for giving me the ability to work, for giving me the ability to have a mind to go forward, to, to give me the strength to live in this society, to... Thank you for allowing me to live in this society. You know where, where else we could live throughout the world where there's starving and, and, and war and, and, and every day a terrorist experience. But we here in our country, we happen to be Catholics. We have to be Catholics who believe in Jesus Christ. We can't believe him only on Sunday in the scriptures. Where are the others? They're here, Jesus. All of us are here. Yeah, we're wounded. Yeah, we're not perfect. But we've come to Jesus to be nourished. In a few moments, we'll be praying for all the deceased members of the Fidelians and all of you for the good work you've done. When I bring the prayers up and mention them and bring the bread up and, and the wine and offer that to God, throw your prayers on top of that. Your prayers of healing for one another. Your prayers of healing for yourselves. Your love for Mark, for so many years, been one of your Fidelian chaplains. And we still continue to offer that prayer for you, Mark. God in his own will will heal you and bring you to salvation. Whatever that means in God's sight. That phrase in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done, should be tattooed on our hearts. Because sometimes we pray that prayer and we're saying, God, I, I want you to ad adapt your will to me. It's not that way. Your will be done and may I follow your will. May all of us, as we pray with Mark and for Mark and your deceased brothers and, and family members, pray that God's will will be ours, that we will follow his will and look around to those that we have helped and give thanks to God for the ability to help them and look to those who have greater needs and roll up our sleeves and do the right thing. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. 
with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.